This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Mr. Mike Crow, the newest board member for Specrite. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well, Corey. Thanks for having me. It's really an honor to have you on the show. Your history, your background is incredibly impressive. I'm excited to talk about Specrite and all of that's going on, but let's talk about your background a little bit first and get catch people up to how you got here. Yeah, sure. So I'm a, I hold a degree in computer and information sciences from the University of Delaware. And from the combination of my senior year, as well as my first few years after school, I worked in both the defense as well as the healthcare software industries. And after that, I joined Colgate Palmolive Company, and I was at Colgate for nearly 34 years. And the last nine years at Colgate, I was the chief information officer. It's a big company, and you had a big role there. I'm excited to hear about your thoughts on their sustainable packaging. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, did you have any influence there, or was that not really part of your role? So as the CIO of a big company, you get exposed to just about everything inside the company because everyone is looking for solutions to support their part of the business, whether it be in the creation of packaging itself or in the case of reporting when it comes to sustainability. So in, in that function, you do get exposed to a broad set of initiatives going on throughout the company. Of course, not limited to packaging, but certainly involved with packaging. Excellent. And... I think when we talked before, you talked a little bit about how Specrite influenced your company and how you think it, it could be used in many different departments. But I want to talk about a little bit about how your time at Colgate Palmolive prepared you for a board seat at, at Specrite. Yeah, so in that 34 years at Colgate, it was all in the IT organization, by the way, and it, I had a both a broad and a deep background in enterprise IT, as well as enterprise software. And as part of that, I could point to a lot of things from my time there that prepared me for this board role. But what I would concentrate on is in in implementing many different pieces of enterprise software, it's really about the combination of people, process, and technology. And in that combination of, of people, process, and technology, it's about seeing what can be done better, seeing what can be done differently, and then seeing it through the implementation from the start to the finish to be able to accomplish those goals. I think that sets me up well for being on the board of this private software company. Such an interesting point and so valuable to this whole thing. I think of Specrite and I think of packaging specs, but it is so much more than that because it can be used with ingredients. It can be used with equipment. You mentioned some of your packaging machinery had it was specced out while using Specrite. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, yeah, so I completely agree with you. I think inside of large companies, you often hear the packaging engineers talking about specifications. Yeah. You, I think you hear the engineering teams and the machinery needed for producing product talking about patients and using that specific language of specifications. I think a lot of other people around big companies also talk specifications. They just don't use the language. They're talking about 
they're talking about master data or they're talking about bills of material. But when it comes to specifications, it's really specifications for everything. It's the packaging materials, it's the raw materials, it's the machinery needed to create products. It's the specifications for the finished goods themselves. It's the bill of material and the specifications related to, to the bill of material. So I think big companies have always talked broadly about specs, even though they may not have in each of those cases used the language of specification. Right. One of my favorite examples that Laura Fodi gave at one of the Specrite conventions was about assembly and how they visited a company and they literally had the instructions of assembly written on the corrugated that was covering the surface area. <laughs> so the people assembling whatever part knew, okay, step one, this goes on that. Step two, and she said, now they've upgraded them to iPads with Specrite, and anybody in the whole world can access this exact requirement. So there's no confusion, and there's pictures and videos. And to me, you go from here to the moon with this innovation. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Now, when you would spec in a new piece of equipment, would it go so far as to say the temperature settings and the details of the settings of the machine after it was purchased? So it would be certainly the specifications related to the equipment and being within certain tolerances. And I think the important piece around any of the specifications, especially as it comes to Specrite, is the ability to collaborate with your suppliers, with your contract manufacturers. So starting, uh, maybe starting with expressing the specifications you want to see in equipment. Here's my desired specifications. And then suppliers are sharing back what they can and cannot do. And you're collaborating on things there until you lock in on that spec. But then you lock in on those parameters and then you hold the supplier accountable to those parameters and you make sure that's the right specifications for what you're going to need for making your... Excellent point. Such an important part of all of this is thinking about the future. And when it comes time again to buy another machine or to expand to another location, all of a sudden you'll be able to copy it exactly the same. And, and or like you said, tweak it a little bit if maybe this market requires this kind of a setting or a different kind of a thing because the environment's different. The temperature's higher or lower or might snow here or we have to go over the pass and things like that you need to take into account. And I think having the specs dialed in really helps make that easier. Yeah, I think there's so many advantages to managing specifications well and to the SpecRite platform in particular. To your point that you made about you have a spec set and then you're sharing that across your organization or even sharing, as I said before, to contract manufacturers, there's the speed aspect, right? right? There's after speed in terms of getting up and running, getting products to market, getting products developed and being organized around your spec management, including those collaborative capabilities, one point one single point of truth for your specs. I think speed right. of market is one of the benefits. But another benefit would be savings too, yeah. cost initiatives, right? If you're paying attention to your specifications, then, and you've got them all in the right place, it makes it a lot easier to find those savings opportunities, to find those opportunities for efficiency. And I think spec right customers are most definitely seeing that play out. 
And I think that to your earlier questions about sustainable packaging, I think those accurate specs, and especially if you think back to its specifications around packaging materials and raw materials and how that goes into formulas and the bill of materials, whatever your sustainability goals are, as well as the regulations that are coming, having all of that together then enables easier reporting to meet those regulations or to meet your objectives. Excellent point. Very true. We met Kevin from Dermalogica and he told us a story about how it used to take them three weeks to provide the reports to in regards to all their sustainability initiatives. And it took half a dozen engineers three weeks to do it. And now it takes two people 30 minutes <laughs> using SpecRite data. And that is absolutely incredible. Yeah, and if I can add to that, I think you have different companies coming from different places. So some companies may have a lot of the specification data in in siloed environments, in different Excel spreadsheets, in people's heads. And so that's some low-hanging fruit with, with then actually going after a specification management platform to organize that. Other more sophisticated companies may have systems in place for this already. But I think that the next wave of improvements on that is these collaboration capabilities. The Having the network all looking at that same spec, again, coming back to the manufacturer, the suppliers of the materials that come into that manufacturer, the contract manufacturers who may be helping them with capacity and making product. All of that collaboration is just net value add to things that were in place before. It's it's going to be an incredible network once the supplier, the raw material manufacturer, the supplier, the contract manufacturer, the the end assembling facility, when everyone is on the same platform, the SpecRite platform, they can just report to each other and say, okay, this is the spec we use for this item. So if you need to replace it or whatever the case may be, it becomes an incredible network. And I think it's, we often talk about opportunities for error and I think it limits that. And that's something very exciting, kind of take that human factor out or like I said earlier, the specs written on the desk or, hey, that's in Charlie's computer. Well, he doesn't work here anymore. What happened to his laptop? You know, things like that just should be eliminated. It's a- Agreed. Well, l- let's switch gears a little bit here. I'm very excited to talk about something. I was on the board for Candlelighters for Children with Cancer for six years, and I was looking at your history and you have your own children's cancer foundation. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So Corey, thanks for noticing that. So we lost a child to acute myeloid leukemia back in so 2005. Thank you for that. And you know, as you can imagine, that's a parent's worst nightmare come true. And we've had a bold ambition since then to do what we can in order to prevent any other family, any other child from having to go through pain and suffering that we experience. So over the years, we've been doing a lot of fundraising with the American Cancer Society, with Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and with an outfit called CureSearch. Mm-hmm. And our most recent pivot in that fundraising is in partnership with CureSearch. Let me pause there to say, I think that partnership with CureSearch is so important because they also have a bold ambition and is simply stated to end childhood. Um, and so we have partnered with them to create what they call a legacy fund. Oh, There's wow. only nine to 10 of these legacy funds as part of CureSearch. And what we are really excited about. We're excited about that partnership with them. We're excited that we launched the fund in the middle of January and the response has been fantastic so far. But probably the thing that excites us the most is that we're going to be close to where those funds are going. So we're going to to be able to help influence 
what pediatric cancer research projects will be funded. The I'm happy to say that there will be news coming out shortly as to the first research project that is going to be funded. And so far, the partnership's off to a great start. And we hope to live to see the day that Cure Search reaches their ambition and that we do end childhood cancer. It's, it's an honor to be a part of the solution. And I think that's how I felt working with Candlelighters for so many years and just to do a small part. We ran a golf tournament called Golf to Give and all of that money went to Candlelighters for Children with Cancer. And like you said, it's it, you're going to identify where the money's going. Sometimes these national charities, you don't really know which percentage of your dollar that you donate goes to the actual people or the research. So it sounds like you've been able to identify a very good charity partner. Yeah, we're very happy with CureSearch. The partnership, as I said before, it's off to a great start. We couldn't be happier about that. And you know, Corey, thanks for what you have done. It's important and and really appreciate what you have done for the cause as well. Thank you, sir. And I'd like to donate to your charity as well. What's a website we can reach out to for that? Uh, so it's CureSearch.org. And the, uh, the name of the legacy fund is Team Steve the Stephen Crow Legacy Fund. I, I think that the total URL for that then would be curesearch.org slash Team Steve uh, to get to our page. I'll put the link in the notes so people can just click on it if they'd like to donate because okay, that is such a wonderful cause. We appreciate that. And like you said, let's put this whole thing out of business, right? Let's not even make it something that can happen anymore. With the right research and funding, I think it's possible to eliminate this. Yeah, and that's what I think is so important about that ambitious goal that CureSearch has. Yeah. Might seem we might sit here and think it's unrealistic, but you've got to have that goal that you're reaching for if we're going to get there. Yeah, well said, and great way to end the show. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate all you're doing. What's the best way to get in touch with you and the team over? At- uh, so, so I would say the best way to get in touch with me is probably look me up on LinkedIn. Pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. Sure, if you just put in the search Mike Crow and Specrite, that should come right up to the top. And I'm active on LinkedIn, so always checking for connections and invitations. Look forward to it. Right. Thank you, sir. And this show is presented by LinkedIn now. I can just announce starting today, we, we're part of the LinkedIn Podcast Academy one of 19 podcasts in the world that they chose to do that. So just honored to be a part of LinkedIn and that Academy. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you, sir. And if you're listening, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And thank you to Landsberg Aurora for your sponsorship. We appreciate it so much. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.